this holiday is yours. But we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 120 of The Sith List. I'm your host, the Raj Dolachahi, and the young, the restless, the guy who literally just minutes, seconds ago asked less if he's tried the new meal. The KFC chicken and waffles. Just asked less if he's tried that. He didn't ask me for some odd reason. Because you were busy less. talking to Struthers. I wasn't talking to Struthers. Less was, was the only open ears available. So I had to ask him. That is Carlos Buarguayo. The man who, for some reason, didn't take offense, but every time I say something a little stupid, just goes crazy. <laughs> Mr. Crunch Crunch is going to be eating... Not no damn chicken and waffles. <laughs> Les Gonzalez. <laughs> the man who stayed quiet throughout this whole experience. The man we call El Hombre. The man who has his own theme pretty much every episode now, because I love playing it. Mr. Eric is so, so ready to eat a bunch of turkey tomorrow, Strollers. Gobble, gobble, gobble. That's right. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Yeah, everybody get ready for Thanksgiving? Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, Eric, yeah, man. You're very pumped up, aren't you? I am, man. It's one of my favorite holidays. And, uh, you know, I work at a church and I play in the band there. And we always have this banger of a service on the night before Thanksgiving and Dude, I played the hell out of that guitar. Nice. It was a good time. That is awesome. I, man, again, one day, one day we'll get to watch Struthers. Absolutely. One day our dreams will come true. But I am very excited about Thanksgiving. We had an early Thanksgiving at Boo's house this last Sunday, and it was fantastic. It was yes, a great was. time. Yes. It was lots a wonderful and time. And we're having another Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yep. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving. <laughs> And I feel so bad that I'm the only one that seems to not really... It's not like I don't care about Thanksgiving. I think it's great. I just... It's not my favorite holiday. Definitely Halloween and then Christmas come before Thanksgiving. Blasphemer. No, no, not blasphemer. Uh, I mean, Halloween's near his birthday, so I can understand the bias doesn't there. Matter. Yeah. It's, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is just a bunch of food that you never, normally never eat other than Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Except for Christmas, because the same exact food comes out during Christmas. Not really, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of a different menu. Yeah, you have your turkey. You have Not your always. ham. You have some. You have mashed potatoes. There's no, like, we do prime rib 
on Christmas Day. There's the Christmas goose. Ooh, that sounds good. See, maybe if I well, that's why Christmas is better. Mm, if you, if wow. you did if you did prime if you did prime rib during Thanksgiving, then I'd probably like it. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not hating. And that does sound pretty good. It does. <laughs> it? <laughs> I wouldn't turn it down. I'm not gonna lie, man. That sounds pretty good. It does. It does. Uh, it sounds yeah, fantastic. like a big hunk of beef to make everybody really enjoy the day, dude. That was your nickname in college, big hunk of beef. That's what she said. <laughs> Ooh, hey now. Damn. But we are very How thankful. I set that really up? quick, yeah. one thing in the Star Wars universe, Eric, that you're thankful of. Quick. Um, episode nine next year. Less. All you beautiful people. Oh, good Lord. Oh, that's sweet. I want to change my answer to the Blue Harvest <laughs> Christmas special. Oh, we're going to get into that right now. But Boo, how about you? Lego Star Wars. And I will say Natalie Portman. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to the Blue Harvest Christmas special. People... There is an amazing holiday special out there. You can buy it. Just go to where's the best place they can find it, Mr. Strothers? The best place to find it is at blueharvestpodcast.bandcamp.com. That's right. And all the proceeds go to the amazing Kessel Toy Run. And we've been promoting it like crazy. And we're going to keep promoting it. We're going to get Brandon in here on December 5th. We're just going to do one last push to get some more toys. It's been an amazing thing that's out there and an amazing response that we've had. I need you to do this, listeners. Go to blueharvestpodcast.bandcamp.com. And over there, you'll find a link and you'll find a podcast that you would listen to, like Blue Harvest. But the proceeds, I believe it's only $4, if I'm not mistaken. Proceeds go to the Kessel Toy Run. And you can hear great, amazing people like Mr. Eric Strothers. You can hear Boo. You can hear Les. You can hear me. Mm -hmm. You can hear Johnny Grosso. You can hear Emily Lynn, Brittany Brown. You can hear Robbo. There's a bunch of people you, you'll be able to hear. Probably missing some people. If I am, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's really cool. It's really fun. I've already listened to it. It's amazing. Uh, we had a great time doing it. Uh, please, please support this great cause from this great man, mm-hmm. Mr. Hosburghart and Will, by the way. Once you get there to the website, Bandcamp, or blueharvestpodcast.bandcamp.com, make sure that you click on the Christmas special 2018 2017 still there too, and it's pretty rad. I'm pretty sure it's still for sale. And the four dollars Raj mentioned is just the minimum. You can pay, you can give as much as you want to it. That is what is super cool about it. That is awesome. Please help out. Let's give our shenanigans out real quick. We are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, a podcast network that has the scoops and the poops all over <laughs> Star Wars universe. <laughs> Podcasts like now, there's a podcasting Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmissions, Idiot's Ray, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. So check them out, please. Make sure you check us out on the Sithless.net. We have all kinds of cool stuff on there. And check us out on T Public because we have a new shirt out. Uh, we've already sold one, by the way. Awesome. It's a little play on Galaga. A lot of time to do it, and please support, and please leave some iTunes reviews. By the way, people, I know that there's you're listening to the podcast, and there's like commercials now in the middle of our podcast. There's going to be probably a commercial in the beginning of this podcast. Podbean has hit me up, and there's some people out there and some other organizations that want to do commercials in between our podcasts and stuff. So who am I to say no? Especially because we don't get paid to do this, <laughs> and we love bringing you this stuff, and this stuff does cost money. I apologize if you are being interrupted, but I'm trying to put it in a place where it doesn't really interrupt too bad. You're going to get one in the middle, and that's uh, the Weekend Warriors podcast from S.E. Coop, I think is her name, from CNN. And I right. think 
the Colorado, Northern Colorado University is going to be promoting something in the beginning of our podcast, so which is pretty cool. So I guess thank you to them. They're helping out as much as they can, and we are taking it. So I really appreciate your patience in all this. All right. Before we get into the PSD box office report, we wanted to talk to you about this raffle that we're doing and giveaway that we're doing each month. Now, PSD dropped off a big box full of cool stuff that they make, underwears, socks, backpacks, just awesome stuff. Now, we want to give that stuff to you, and so does PSD. So what we're going to do is each month, we're going to numerically, randomly, we're going to pick a winner, and we are going to mail you this swag pack full of stuff. What's in that stuff? Well, you have some amazing designer underwear designed by none other than Ninja, who's a pro gamer, who's obviously the biggest thing in the Fortnite world. We're going to give you some designer socks, which trust me, they're amazing. We're going to give you a comic book handpicked by the Sithless crew here. Les, you're going to be heavily involved in this. And we are, and so is King Tom. And we're going to give away some Sithless stickers and some buttons. And we're going to give you all this stuff inside this amazing designer backpack that PSD makes. And we're going to ship it to you. And it's all for gratis. And if you don't know Spanish, that means free. You don't have to pay a cent. All you have to do is follow the instructions. Go to at the Sith list on Twitter and we'll have all the instructions pinned. We'll also have a link on the Sithlist.net that can pretty much take you to each site. All you have to do is follow those instructions. It's pretty much going on iTunes or your Apple podcast app, rating us five stars, please, and reviewing us a nice review, please, and screenshotting it and sending it to at the Sith list. And there's some other stuff that you have to do very small, which we want you to retweet obviously, PSD, so they know that you guys are participating. But that's about it. So check that stuff out. We can't wait to give this to you. We're going to pick who wins in about a month. We're going to start this thing on November 23rd and go to December 23rd. That's what we'll do. It'll hopefully uh, be a nice Christmas present or holiday present to you guys. So I can't wait to see who wins. I can't wait to see who participates. Thank you ahead of time for participating. We really appreciate it. If you want to see the cool stuff, by the way, that'll be pinned as well on the website, the Sith List on it. And on Twitter, at the Sith List. Check out the cool stuff. And don't worry, we'll give you whatever size you need. All right. So let's get into the PSD box office report. Now, performances fell a bit below expectations domestically. The Warner Brothers Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, topped the weekend as expected, while Paramount's Instant Family and Widows struggled to break out among Opening weekend audiences, all three, however, will hope to take advantage of the holiday weekend to come. Now, Fantastic Beast 2 made $62 million. It sounds like a lot of money, but they were expecting actually more than that. The Grinch stayed pretty strong with $38 million, And Bohemian Rhapsody, again, stayed strong with $15.7 million. Now, I got to see Widows. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, I thought the storyline was done well. Hmm. It drags a little bit. It's a little too long. But it all comes together at the end. There wasn't a point where I was like predicting what was going on. And it's really strong female leads. That was great to see. Um, and Michelle Rodriguez pretty much plays herself because mm-hmm. that's what she does in every movie. She's a strong female character in every movie and she plays one of those again. And everybody else was fantastic. Liam Meeson's in it. And um, actually, Bernthal's in it uh, for Daniel a bit. Kaluuya is supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, he's, he is fantastic. Right. He steals the show, in my opinion. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he's great. He's an ass, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he is not a nice person in this film. So, I mean, it's worth it's worth your $7 to $10 range. I wouldn't spend more than that. But if you can go to a matinee and watch I was, Widows. I was about to say a matinee. It's cool to see this kind of story 
with female leads. I like that. That was really cool. Now, Overlord was out. All, was it this week or last week? It, it started last week. I think yeah, it was last and week. And it yeah. pretty much tanked. Yep. Did you get to see it? I did not. Now, our one of our listeners, Manny, mm. got to see it, and he sent me an email real quick, so I wanted to read it out just in case people were like a little Iffy. Gun, gun shy of going out to spending money on it. This is what he had to say. Araj, I know that Overlord bombed according to your podcast, but you should give it a look. I can see how the premise of Nazi zombies would drive audiences off, but you should watch the film for the quality. I was more than impressed with the direction and writing. I found it extremely entertaining, and I am not at all a fan of zombie movies. I'm not either, by the way, Manny. You should check it out. Okay. Well, thank you, Manny. I saw the preview. The preview looks crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I will check it out now. That's J.J. Uh, Abrams. It is J.J. Abrams. Yeah. It's his production company. Yes. It's Bad Robot. So thank you, Manny, for that. Really appreciate it. I think it's time to get into a little... Star Wars. <laughs> Mr. Struthers? Sweet. Take okay. it away. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but next year we're going to have Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, yeah? I bought my flight, by the way, people. So did I. I oh, you know, I bought my flight there. I don't have any flight back. Oh. <laughs> so, and I know... Oh, Mr. man. Yeah. So, I might just stay there. Mr. Les Gonzalez... Sounds like he is planning to go. Oh, shit. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. The Sith, the Sith list force. might all get together, all be at one spot at one time. Everybody get out the, uh, was it, the uh, the horns for the call and be That's like, right. the Sith list assemble. That's right. The, the reason <laughs> yes. I had to buy the one-way ticket, because I found it for $89. Oh, that's pretty good. One way. So oh, I said, wow, dude. I that's great. But I don't know how much it's going to cost my way back. I would fly to Chicago for that rather than drive. Right. But, yeah, that's not bad to fly. Well, yeah. it's going to probably cost me 500 to get back, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> that's $89 with zero checked bags and zero carry-ons. Mm. That's exactly what that is. It's zero checked bags and zero carry-ons. Only, all I could take is a backpack. No, oh, so okay. I'm fitting, I'm fitting a bunch of shit in a backpack. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, Eric. So I can bring some of my son's clothes if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and a Roger would actually try to wear them. I will. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the shirts really if tight. You wear people. tight shirts. You don't have to work out. You just you know look bigger. It's just, that's the motto. That's how it works. The Schmidt dude. Work. My kid has this uh, like terry cloth shirt that he wears, and dude, he met Jessica Alba, and she made out with him. Well, that's that's farther than that I got. I just got awesome. a rub down by my chest. I'll rub down. I didn't get a. a rub. That's not a bad. I got a rub down. I got. I just yeah, got her. I just got her feeling my um, pectorials with. The terry cloth. That's it. I didn't get to make out with her. <laughs> anyway, I kid about all that. Oh yeah. my goodness! But maybe I'll find my, my terry cloth shirt for celebration and wear it on, oh on the floor. God, oh, you amazing. have to. <laughs> you have to. Oh, too, it's too bad. T Public can't make the Sithless T-shirts in terry cloth. <laughs> oh my god! I would have all of them. I'd buy all of them. That'd be amazing. Oh, okay. Amazing. So anyway, sorry. I totally took it. Oh down no, no, that's a, a that's side, a big one. I took. I interrupted. Thing. I interrupted. I'm sorry. So, uh. There have been some guests announced, and it's seven authors of Star Wars books. And I don't know if you're into them, but I dig the Star Wars novels. So do I. Some of the some of the, the young adult stuff, and but you know most of the your standard adult novels. It's uh, Timothy Zahn who wrote the Thrawn books, mm. Delilah Dawson who wrote the Phasma book, which is really good, uh, Claudia Gray who wrote some of the best Star Wars books there are, including Lost Stars. It is the coolest. She's one of my favorite. 
Claudia. Oh Gray. yeah, and she's amazing. She's great. Uh, um, Alexander Freed, who wrote the upcoming Alphabet Squadron, which I don't know. I think they should have tried a little harder for with the name. That's the this rogue assemblage of all these different ships. And, you know, they're named after letters like X and Y and B and so on. So they're the Alphabet Squadron. Gotcha. Kevin Scott. Let's see what he wrote. Adventures in Wild Space. Ooh, that might be neat. And Jeffrey Brown, who, uh, <laughs> Darth Vader and Family Coloring Book, which I am so <laughs> That's awesome. So, man, that's pretty cool. If you're, if you're into that sort of thing, man, it'll be neat. Which means, you know, that's a good sign that there will be some books coming out right at that moment or real close to it yep. that you'll be able to pick up and have autographed. And they're probably, I am guessing, they'll have an author's panel. So I don't have Battlefront 2. Just going to throw that out there. If anybody wants to buy me a PS4 for for Christmas, I will take it. But, uh, yeah, so they released a trailer for the Battle of Geonosis, which it looks pretty cool, man. I don't know if you... If, with Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out, I'm not sure a whole bunch of people are, are still cracking out old Battlefront 2. I don't think that they it's getting as much love lately, but it looks pretty neat. It sure does. And and uh, James Arnold Taylor is voicing Obi-Wan. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, that's great. So uh, Oscar Isaac talked with The Daily Beast, and he talked about how they have dealt with the character Princess Leia in a, in the quote is, sorry, I'll just say it like that. Episode nine deals with the amazing character that Carrie created in a really beautiful way. And he says that it was weird working on it without her there. The story deals with that quite a bit. It's a strange thing to be on the set and to be speaking of Leia and having Carrie not be around. There's definitely some pain in that. And I'm really, I don't want to say anxious, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. And I would think that that would be tough for like Billy Lord to see the footage of her mom knowing full well that she's gone. And I, re- I bet that they've really done something incredibly tasteful with it. I was thinking about that too, guys. I was thinking about how tough it's going to be on opening night to see Carrie Fisher on screen. Lots of lots her. of tears, lots of gasps. Well, yeah, and that's just the last time we'll ever see her be portrayed and mm-hmm. be have portray Leia, and that's going to be rough. And do you guys think that we're going to see initially right off the bat during a trailer see Leia in the first trailer? No, I'm I'm going to agree with Carlos. No, you don't think so? No, I, I don't think so either. Okay. Yeah, I think it's much more powerful. I mean, it's already, it's ominous, it's there, it's a specter, like it's hanging over this right. whole thing. So I think it's just going to be much more powerful to like get people into theaters. I agree. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they've done these these uh, reveals that I don't agree with in these trailers. They've done them multiple times. But, but, but out of respect, I think they should. I agree. Save it and, you know, not, not parade her around. <clears throat> Unless that's the marketing. Unless that is the main marketing, like come see Carrie Fisher. Yeah, in her and her last turn. I don't is, think it'll do that. No, no. that's what I mean. Yeah. So they either have to go all in and go over the top. Yeah, or not at all. Or not at all. Like you know, just mm-hmm. and in some cases, I mean, that's what they'll have to do. And in this, what I remember, Eric, they have they confirmed that she isn't going to perish in the film. Correct. That is 
Man, have they said that specifically? I don't know. I, I thought I just remember hearing that there w- they weren't going to do that in this film, but um, I, I I don't. That was such a long time ago. Who knows? Yeah, yeah I'm afraid yeah. I would would get that wrong okay. if I. Okay, but what is your opinion on that? I know we've talked about it a long time ago, but what's your opinion, real quick? On is that something that you need closure with, or is this something that can be left open for you? Well, for me, closure in this case would be everything just working out for her. Mm. For her coming in, kicking ass, taking names, and and for her to get some version of a happy ending. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. It's going to be uh, bittersweet, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, great, we do see her again. Oh, my gosh. And at the same time, oh, my gosh, she's not with us in real life. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I, Oscar Isaac seems very pleased with this episode nine and how it's uh, all coming about, it seems like. Yeah, because he's mentioned this in a handful of interviews, but yeah. talking about just the looseness of it and how, how much fun they're having. Yeah, he was, on good, I, he was on Good Morning America talking about how painful it was when Carrie passed away and how painful it is still talking about her character and talking about Leia in episode nine. And her not being around. I'm sure, I'm sure it's tough for everybody there. Wow. So me mentioning that he talked about how much fun it is making this movie really seems inappropriate now. Well, no, no, but, not at all. Not at all. He, <laughs> he also in that same interview said that he's having a blast. He's having a blast. Yeah. Just, it's so bittersweet for all of them, you know, but they're having a right. great time. They, I think they yeah, really it, love having JJ back. I don't know. That's, uh, that's how I feel. Like everybody who's been talking about it actor wise. Is, is that something that, you know how the controversy has been around about Ryan Ryan Johnson. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Is I don't know if it's how much. With? I don't think they disliked it because when he when they were talking about Ryan Johnson, they really loved working with him too. So I, I don't know. It's a great. That's a great question. It's a great well, question. I think what it is, and I I feel like Oscar Isaac mentioned this is that while there's a lot of pressure to close this trilogy up, there's not as much pressure as there was to have the first star Wars movie of the, of the new lineage come out. Right. And so they know that people dig it. So that part they've eased up on that a little bit and they can go out there and just have a good time making a film. And I think that probably, probably feels pretty good. Yeah. And they probably know they're not going to be in a star Wars film for a long time. Um, but unless they're going to be on some shows, uh-huh. some series, Man. Yeah, you never know. Dude. You never know. You never know. You never know. Did you see the article about, not the article, the tweet that Mark Hamill put out there for one of his fans about Boba Fett? Yes. Um, if you yes. guys haven't heard, it was pretty ridiculous. But, you know, Mark Hamill loves putting ridiculous stuff out there. And and sometimes you don't know if Mark Hamill is being serious or if he's joking around. But I thought this was pretty funny. Um, so one of Mark Hamill's fans asked the actor about a rumored plot point which had Boba Fett turn out to be Luke's mother in Return of the Jedi. Hamill has now confirmed this, and this is what he put. I only suggested it to George as the only way we could top Vader being my father. I envision her as a double agent working clandestinely for the Rebels. Spoiler alert, he didn't like my idea. So, <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh my gosh, dude! Holy yeah, cow. that was a that was definitely a good call on George's part. Yeah, good job, yeah. George. Yeah. Uh, so EW, you know how they do the thing they do, where 
Anthony Breskin comes in and yeah. Yeah. So they had uh, a, a few different things. Actually, there were two ride teasers. Oh, God. One was, uh, let me think, um, Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. And then the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. now here's the deal. I'll just be real honest with you. What they show you in these teasers, it's nothing. Nope. You see nothing. But man, it's still like, hee hee, how cool. And it really makes me want to go do this thing right now. The other thing that, that popped up was John Williams oh composing some, some original score for the part. So that man, was so what an cool. experience that's going to be. Eric, what'd you think about that score? I I loved it. I did too. And and what's cool is it it doesn't sound like a rehashed piece of something we've heard, but the second you hear it, it sounds like John Williams. Yes, it was so cool. It, even people that aren't that hip into music will recognize. Will probably, I should say, probably will probably recognize that oh man this feels this feels like star wars this feels familiar in a very good way that's interesting you said that because i saw my brother yesterday and he's first thing he said when he saw me is did you see john williams's uh did you hear it and did you see the 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 theme park trailer and i said yeah he goes oh my god that was so john williams i go i know it was great and he's like that but that wasn't him conducting i said no it definitely wasn't him conducting but he composed the he composed the piece the piece is amazing. You're listening to it right now in the background. Um, it is typical John Williams. And God, it gave me goosebumps watching what we're going to experience in, at Galaxy's Edge. This thing looks unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, even people yeah. people that aren't into Star Wars are, lo- are like texting me, holy crap, this is amazing. Are they really going through with this? I said, well, you, you've seen it. Those are, those are drone shots that you're watching. It looks unbelievable. Yeah, man, it's something else. Now, on a bit of a side note, I know we don't spend a lot of time talking about it, but I am not what I would call a huge comics fan, but <laughs> I have been reading the Darth Vader series that there was a there was a Darth Vader twenty seventeen, but this is the this is the current one. And it's wrapping up with issue twenty five and twenty three just came out so it's that it is a really intense story and if you're even slightly interested in getting into the star wars comics it's a good one to read man it's uh the imagery is great the story is fittingly dark and i'm <laughs> i'm really looking forward to see what happens with it now less if you do you check any of those out no actually i don't but we have a co-worker who is eyeballs deep into the Star Wars mm-hmm. comics. So and he um, raves about that. Darth yeah. Vader. He raves about it. He, if anything, he'll like toss me a, a, an issue to look at real quick, but no, I really don't. And please forgive me, everybody. Well, <laughs> I really the, don't. The uh, storyline. That's okay, man. You can't <laughs> keep track of everything. The storyline that they're in the middle of right now is just about as metal as it gets. It, re- it really is. It like some surprise laughs in it that, are intentional, but not, it's not super tongue in cheek. It's just really well done. It's really cool. 
to see the author whose name I can't pull out of the, my hat right this minute. The reason I chuckled way back early when you started this segment is because I thought you were going to talk about Han Solo, bare chested Han Solo. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? Yeah. There's a Charles Soule. Charles is his name. Soule. And Charles yeah. Soule is a big time writer as far as comics goes. He's oh, okay. got his hand in some X Men stuff oh, and cool. some other titles out there too. Okay. For sure. So, yeah, Char- Charles Soule is a major uh, player right now in comic. Great. See? Throwing an info on there, even though you don't read it. So, bare chest and Han Solo. What now? Oh yeah, there's a. I don't know what issue, what comic it is, but there's a bare chested, two times bare chested, a young Han Solo bare chested, and like Leia's gawking over his physique. Pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing. Pretty sexy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I chuckle. I thought you were going to talk about that, but you 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 actually had some good, some interesting news. No. Well, and. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. So the last thing that I want to talk about is in speaking of animation in particular. So Star Wars Resistance, man, it's just they keep plowing along and plowing along. And while it is a show made for kids, my and, and I'll say they're hitting the target. My kids, especially my son, he's four, loves it. He's engaged in it the whole time. The storyline is actually pretty good, man. And every week it's like, oh, you got me. I can't wait to see what happens next. I can't wait to see what happens next. So they're packing like just the right amount of action into the right amount of, you know, kid cartoon stuff to keep both of us. Well, all three of us with my daughter included interested in it. So if you're not checking it out, I recommend checking it out. Yeah, I haven't watched it in two episodes, and um, I'm falling behind, but it's not because I don't want to. I, I, I love it. I can't wait to, uh, to to check out the last two. How were the last two? Really good, you were saying? Yeah, I, I enjoyed both, though. Okay. It's, it's, uh, I like how connected the last two are. You Basically, you're coming right out of the repercussions of one episode are in the next episode. So it's it's really, really cool. And Very Kaz cool. is becoming more of a real character and the other characters are being fleshed out. And just some of the visuals they've done and their music cues and the sound design. It's really well done. Yeah. Yeah, check it out, people. By the way, I was got to guest host on the Rebels Rebels podcast, which is pretty much dedicated to binge-watching Rebels and uh, dissecting a certain episode. So I got to dissect... Uh, mystery at chopper's base or of chopper's base and it was uh it was fun it's great time so that's coming out soon so check them out great guys we're gonna have them on in december and uh, we can pick their brain really really nice guys that's coming out sometime in the near future i believe all right anything else on the star wars docket mr strothers no man i've got nothing there's probably something but i don't have it it'll probably drop tomorrow yeah Episode oh, nine. Hey, it trailer. goes without saying. Episode nine trailer. It, yeah, it it goes without saying. Yeah, I wanted to be like, "There's a title for episode nine. Really? Well, probably. I mean, we, we don't know what it is, but I bet there right. is one. Uh, it goes without saying. Check out makingstarwars.net because there are a couple of pretty cool pictures from the set of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out if that's your bag. Oh, absolutely. Like I said before, he's got all the scoops, man. Mandalorian Central. And I, it was great because I was watching a video on YouTube, Nerdist video, talking about the Mandalorian, and they pretty much praised the hell out of Jason and making Star Wars. And they're like, all the people that make Star Wars, 
fantastic job. You know, everything they pretty much said, you know, everybody, they're 99.9% right on everything Star Wars. So check them out. Nerdist. So yeah, it was really cool. His scoops are getting out there, not just for making Star Wars, it's getting out there to everywhere. Well, thank you, Mr. Shrothers. On this Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend, we're thankful of all the news that you give us. Mm-hmm. We're thankful that you're on our podcast with us. You know what? I'm thankful for you guys, man. Thank you, buddy. It's been. I a, love being a part of this show. We love you for being part of the show. I don't know if that makes sense. We love having you be part of the show. <laughs> so I just, I have the panel that was on Twitter about Han's. Uh, oh yeah, please. This is wood chopping Han Solo. Yeah, he's, he, yeah it's like it's like a. <laughs> he's it's, it's totally a dream. By the this way, this is yeah. Fabio. This is like legit romance <laughs> novel cover Fabio. shit right here. And it, the panel has Leia looking from behind uh, something at Han, and he's already chopped like. Piles of and he's like sweaty, right? Yeah, he's all. It's a, the dialogue is oh, and he's all, hey, princess, another reason to miss Chewie. He'd have done all this in ten minutes, and then you know Leia's struck. Obviously, yeah. she's like Han. She shooketh. Uh, Han, uh, I, uh, I didn't know your pectoral <laughs> yeah. muscles were so glistening like, in your sweat. I think <laughs> chopping this lot has earned me a couple of meals. You care to join me? Well, I stay shirtless. The dialogue kind of sucks, but it doesn't matter. What happens if you? Yeah, it's, 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 it's complete like, romance novel cover, though. Like Daniel Steele, a, a human Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, <laughs> makes something happen exactly. here. Let's go saw some wood, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a Star Wars num- issue number fifty-seven. Star Wars issue number fifty-seven, and then there's a the young Han Solo, and they have Alden's look, and they have him bare chested on. Okay, wait. Too. So did they? Because this one looks like they totally traced. Harrison Ford. Well, the draw. The, I noticed that the artwork is not very good. No, at all. It looks really bad. I don't think Harrison Ford has ever been this ripped. No, no. Like, he's never been this shredded. Has he ever been shirtless in like a movie? I'm sure, he has. I think in Witness he was shirtless. I mean, mm. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I, why am I trying to think <clears throat> back? Harrison Ford being naked. I. Yeah. <laughs> there. Okay. Now listen. I. Love the ladies. <laughs> Haven't said all that. There is a picture of Harrison Ford that is not from a movie. He's, you know, he was a carpenter and he's like hanging out, dude. He has no shirt on. He's wearing a tool belt. And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great Good for you. So yeah, you should check that out. The dude was definitely in really good shape. the The Han Solo clothes weren't doing him any favors. Well, I guess if you're a carpenter for sure, because you got to yeah, you you're doing a lot of work. So a lot of wood chopping, a lot of lugging a lot of wood around. Yeah, mm. sanding the plane. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> this is diabolical. Well, well, let's get into. We were going there anyway. We're talking about bare chested. Han Solo. We're reaching. We're reaching for some Star Wars news, but <laughs> yeah, we could talk about some prequels, some sequels, and some reboots. Oh, of course, we used to have this thing this week in reboots, but I, I kind of expanded to this week in prequels, sequels, and reboots because we have some prequel news. Not the prequel news that you all think. It's no. actually about the Sopranos. Huh. So it looks like uh, David Chase has found his leading paisan for the ma- the Many Saints of Newark, which is going to be. A, su- a new line cinema feature length prequel to the landmark TV show The Sopranos. This is going to be a movie th- in the movies. Okay. Uh, Variety reports that Alessandro Nivola is in negotiations to play Richard Dickey Moltisanti. Oh, yeah, Moltisanti. That would be Christopher's dad. That's right? Christopher's Big Brother dad. Figures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this would be Big Brother figure to James Gandolfini's Tony Soprano and father of Michael. Of Michael Imperioli's character. Christopher Moltisanti. 
Exact plot de- details are under wraps for the many saints of Newark outside the fact that the film takes place during the race riots that took place in Newark in the 1960s. Chase wrote the script with Lawrence Connor, Boardwalk Empire. Nice. And Alan Taylor, Game of Thrones, is set to direct. Holy crap. According to the report, more familiar names casually mentioned during the Sopranos sixth season run as are expected to be cast for the film. So this is interesting. Um, I was a big, huge fan of the Sopranos. I think we all, I don't know, Boo, you never watched Sopranos, did you? I haven't yet, no. Yeah, you, uh, you've watched Boardwalk Empire. Oh, absolutely. You would love the Sopranos. Okay. Uh, Eric, did you ever get into the Sopranos? Uh, I did for a little while, man, and then just sort of just sort of fell off. Yeah. So uh, I like this. This is kind of not a reboot, obviously. This is a prequel, and it's going to be a film, and it's going to be a one-off. So Yeah, but, but what does that this. do? What's that? What does that do if you start, you bust out the prequel, then what? Do they leave it open for another prequel? You not know, like a prequel, sequel to that. Maybe a sequel to the prequel. And then all of a sudden, HBO's running a new Sopranos. Like a reboot out of nowhere? Maybe. I Does this know. open the door? I mean, if it's good television, I don't mind prequels, sequels, and reboots if it's good. If it's good television and good film, unlike the news that we've been hearing about the fans wanting a Back to the Future reboot. <laughs> don't. Which has been really... Don't. In, getting some steam, hasn't Getting it? some steam lately. Son of and we've God. all talked about how that's just a bad idea. Yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't want that. I don't know who is saying they do. I like this idea. This I like. I like yeah, I like this. I don't want a Back to the Future one. I, I have heard I have heard a, a concept, an idea, just somebody shooting the shit. Okay. Completely separate from the from the McFly family. The McFly family story is done. They're over. Oh. Somebody finds the Delor- or finds a DeLorean or the DeLorean, finds some plans, something a completely new story. All the the only thing that, that is the same is a time machine. Everything else is different. And somebody else, the, the same person also brought up, um, what's his first name? Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland, Holland being Michael J. Fox's character, in a way? It just just the, the young a kid. derivative? Yes, the, yeah, the, the young kid in the Back to the that. Future. So if it's completely separate, just the aspect of there being a time machine being the same, I wouldn't, be, I would, I, I wouldn't slam the door. Listeners. But I would keep it open a little well, bit. We but all I, know what that de- that slight separation I know, is. I know. He I gets know. in the damn DeLorean, zips back to whatever time, to 1985 or whatever. And Doc Brown and them are like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. No, we got to get about, you back. Whoa, how about if you... We got to get you back to the future. Dude, that, that actually would <laughs> be Instead of, we cool. got to go back, it's, <laughs> we got to no, get you back. Eric, you, just, you were just watching these films, correct? <laughs> oh, for sure, man. Yeah. Let me give you this uh, scenario. How about exactly what Boo said? Tom Holland goes back. It has nothing to do with the stories that we all know. But he does go back to the DeLorean, not to 1985. He goes back to 55, and he walks into the gym, and he sees Michael J. Scott. Michael J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Michael, Michael Scott. Michael, Michael, yeah. Michael, Great Scott. His character, <laughs> Marty McFly, playing the guitar. But he is watching him as one of the students. Like, oh, as a student. Oh. What do you think about that? Not and maybe not having anything to do with the no, storyline. You just see that, and then he walks. He goes and does something else. Okay, but see, the problem is, is some writer's going to go. And this whole time, Doc Brown's trying to find a way to get Tom Holland's character back to where he came from because he's not supposed to be there because Marty's timeline is already screwed up. Because it's going to tie there. back in because yeah. he's already there as Calvin Klein doing his thing. Oh, yeah, Calvin. What do you What do you think about that, Eric? Well. You know, they mentioned in the films that apparently that point in time 
1955 is some sort of nexus. Actually, what Doc Brown says is he's, you know, it's, uh, let me think. I don't remember his exact words. But like, it's some sort of nexus point or it could just be a coincidence. It's, <laughs> but for whatever reason, that's why people keep traveling back in time to that, that spot. That's, and that specific year. Right. Okay. But you know, so, so that's left open. Yeah, but but like at the right. end of the third one, Doc Brown creates another time machine. Using you know, out of the train, he's got his kids, he's got his wife. They they crisscross back and forth, stuff like that. You know, doesn't doesn't say that he uh, doesn't have you know interactions with another kid later on. You know, things like that because you know Christopher Lloyd still looks pretty good. You so, know, you know that kind of thing. It, it could be somewhere in the future where it, you know it's. Thirty fifty five or something like that, and you know Doc Brown is just just chilling. He might have retired, and you know, you know, you know, he befriends another kid, and so you know, something if, like uh, that. What if um Tom Holland's character, his name is Morty instead of oh Marty, my god, and then he's running around with some granddad named Rick. Oh and then, man, just, I'm Pickle Rick. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Eric. So what's your take on it? I'm gonna have to give that suggestion a huge thumbs down. I don't, man, here's the deal. It's, if you want to watch Back to the Future, watch Back to the Future. It's still awesome. It is. It's, you don't, I mean, obviously a lot of it, there's been so much change in technology, but it's still a great movie. And I think even for younger people, there's an aspect of campiness to it that should appeal regardless. But if they were going to do it, man, I'd have to really give that some thought as to what I thought was best for them to do with the franchise. Because what I don't want is for there to be another element introduced in 1955 that could disrupt the timeline that they had to go back to save. Because that just throws everything that we've seen all of our lives out the window. Well, yeah, because you, you know, they first Marty goes back, everything works out, but his parents are cooler when he gets back because of how things went. Then Biff sees the DeLorean take off and thinks, that's weird. Old Biff, in the future where they head to, sees the DeLorean. He's like, wait a minute. I feel like I remember this from somewhere. Ends up going back in time to give his own stupid young self the sports almanac. And, I mean, it just, if you add another time traveler inside there, it's, it just could go off the rails. Yeah, it, it sure can. Well, we'll see. Hopefully not. Actually, hopefully not. You're right. Hopefully not. Uh, all right. Well, that was your This Week in Reboots, sequels and prequels and reboots, I guess. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. <laughs> Back to our show. Uh, getting into some comic book TV movie news. Margaret Robbie reveals on Instagram that her, the full title of the Birds of Prey film that we were talking about last week is called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. It's kind of cool. That's not the that's not the full. That that is technically the full. But what they're going to put in in the movies is just Birds of Prey. 
I don't know. No, they and can't. then it's her scribbling, stealing the script and scribbling on there. Sure, something kind like of that. a gimmick, kind yeah, of thing. yeah, oh, kind of a gimmick. So? You don't think that's the full title? No, it, it, technically it is. I think it's going to be the full title. That so, is, you're going to see that on the title. posters. I think they're going to try to go a Deadpool route. Yep, and have like her scribble scrabbling everywhere and going, "Oh, hey guys, I'm here." And yeah, mm-hmm. just okay. I think that's well, going to be the shtick. The shtick. You could be right. Yeah, but I liked it. I like the 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 title, the full mm-hmm. title. It's pretty cool. The thing about that, there's like three characters in comicdom that are pretty much everywhere. That that's Wolverine, Batman, and 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 now Harley Quinn is yeah. everywhere in some shape or form. She's in you some mean in comic pop culture title. now. Yeah, so I mean, in some cases, it's going to get to a point where I mean, we're getting her now, but at some point, people are just going to be sick of her. You think so? Um, I think so. We're we've been lucky to have. Hugh Jackman play Logan for all this time, and I think we'll be okay with if Margot Robbie is able to, you know, keep it going for a while. But at some point, it's just going to get become like the Joker, or you know, where we have six different versions of Batman, and people are just going to be like, "Oh, I'm done with this." Interesting. Well, speaking of Joker, it's a good segue. We have an official synopsis. Todd Phillips put this out. Joker centers around the iconic arch nemesis and is an original standalone story not seen before on the big screen. The exploration of Arthur Fleck, a man disregarded by society, is not only a gritty character study, but also a broader cautionary tale. Thank you, sir. So we have an official synopsis, which is we haven't had one, and everybody's wondering what it's about. And this doesn't give a lot. It doesn't give shit. Yeah, give something. So the Joker has an official synopsis. But does he really need one? Everybody well, knows who he is, what he is, what he's going to do. But no, that's the opposite of people don't know anything about him. That's why they didn't want this film. They wanted to stay in the dark with all the Joker stuff. It's see, a but, mystery. But, see, we don't want to know. We don't need an origin story. So this no, is pretty but, much telling you. But it makes it very clear that this is an original standalone story, not connected to anything. It doesn't even say Batman's name in the synopsis. No, it doesn't. So, so it doesn't even say a DC character. It doesn't say anything like that. In their eyes, they're saying this is a separate movie from everything it's gonna say dc at the start and that's the only connection you're gonna have to dc comics what happens if this comes out and everybody loves it so much and this becomes what we think that the joker is that would be uh pretty funny well what does that do to hugh heath ledger's nothing because he's absolutely iconic but or jack nicholson no, still it's nothing, yeah. Too. But yeah, but uh, was it people thought <laughs> the same thing? Well, about it doesn't him. do anything to those, but no. Uh, no. Uh, it changes everything going forward. Yes. Right? <laughs> right? But it doesn't change it, those guys. <laughs> the past stays the same, but the future is that's right. completely different. This now, is the house style now, everybody. You must follow this formula. <laughs> Good God. We have an Aquaman trailer, a second one, and we are going to play it for you guys mm-hmm. because it's pretty cool. It and is pretty cool. It's getting people a little bit more excited about this. And before we watch it, Deadline reports that NM Tickets is noting that Aquaman is its top advanced ticket seller ever in the first 24 hours, even beating Avengers Infinity War. Numbers from earlier this year. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. I th- I thought this was a typo when I read this. How the fuck is that possible? I, I would like to say it's got to be close, but the fact that it's even competing is yeah. crazy in itself. That doesn't make any sense. I want to see Fandango's numbers. Yeah, I don't trust you, Adam Tickets. Yes, yeah, somebody's got to be fudged a little bit, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, damn. No, and and to be honest, that's a good point, Rush. There are there are multiple ways for you to buy advanced tickets. You can go to your movie theater, mm-hmm. Fandango, Adam. There's plenty of other ways. No offense to Adam Tickets, but I'm sure they're not 
that that big of a I don't know. There 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 must be millions of tickets bought through Adam Tickets. I'll give them that. But but it can't be beating Avengers Infinity. No, it, no it, especially it, if it's not like all the other ones. Yeah, like exactly. They got to combine Wars, numbers. Was it, it was a an event. It made it was. It, I think Infinity Ward made like I think seventy million dollars just in advance tickets before the movie even yeah. fucking started. Kind of thing. It was already like making more money just in advance tickets than yeah, some of the movies that were in theaters though, at the time. That according to Adam, it is its biggest. Movie. Yeah, for them, know, yeah, I'm, that's I'm not, great. I'm not yeah. just regarding that part. I'm but just it's still saying, fishy, and I'm happy. Oh, yeah. I like that. It's still ah. fishy. Ooh. Don't be wishy washy about these numbers. Eh. No. Wash, wash, no. not wash. No, no, no. no. All right, whatever. Let's, Swing and a miss. Let's uh, move on. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not having a good. I'm not having a good episode tonight. Uh, let's move on to the trailer. Legend has it that one day Ooh. a wow. new king will come, who will use the power of the trident, Nicole Kidman, to put Atlantis back together again. CGI looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah. That's the exact spot that Volko gave me my first swim. Amber lesson. Heard looks very pretty. So does Jason Momoa. You have to forget all the teaching of the surface world. And seeing William no Defoe is always the shit. Yeah, One so this trailer's got William Defoe all over it. He needs to make more movies. Entire life training, training to be the best. Body kid moment right here. My parents made me what I am. I am the protector of the deep. In this trident resides the power of Atlantis. In the wrong hands, it would bring destruction. But in the hands of the true heir, it would unite above and below. Water shots look really cool. Rise again. You must stop him. And how do you propose we do that? By retrieving this. I already got one of those. Tried it. Not like this one, you don't. The war is coming to the surface, whether you like it or not. The water seems to really remind me of Phantom Menace. Water shots. Your mother always knew you were special. Wait a second. You believe? You guys know who that was? You'd be the one. That was uh. Eric. That was Django. Thank you. Atlantis has always had a king. Now I need something more. I like the theme song. Mm-hmm. That shot. Yeah, the trailer music's good. But what could be greater than a king? A hero. Oh, now we have Aquaman in his old school looking costume december 21st guys is when it's coming out that's a hell of a trailer that's a, hell of a, trailer. a really that's... good trailer and that should have been the first trailer in my opinion that's not that's a way to second, get people excited because that's, that was really cool that was um i know well, what i want to know before, is who's playing guitar for black label society now who's playing guitar for black label society he looks like zach wild oh he does he God. does look like zach wild zach wild's playing guitar for them is that who's their guitarist is? He's the lead singer of the band. Oh, I didn't know that. He plays guitar. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Never mind. Just forget I even Dude, made that we joke. We need Nobody our own private me. strumming with Struthers so we know who the hell. <laughs> I've seen Black Label Society open up for some. Flew right too. over your head. For Ozzy, probably. Oh, yeah. It must have been Ozzy. I, I remember. They were really good. I didn't know it was Zach Wilde, though. I might have been drunk. It's very possible. <laughs> it's very possible. Uh, but what did you think about this trailer, Mr. Struthers? Man, it was cool. And I knew to Tamara Morrison was in it. Oh, you but, did? You, you um, knew that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. That surprised the shit out of me. That was but, really cool. Yeah, man. It's it looks great. The music is great. I mean, I'm sure I well, I don't know. I don't know if that'll be if that's gonna be in the movie or not. It seems pretty fitting. It's not like your typical trailer music where it's would only work in a trailer and nowhere else. Excited for it. Mm-hmm. I like the last scene, which was uh that's his that's his old school, you know, that like is outfit. This is all like glittered up and done up, right? Oh, yeah, the, the gold the gold uh, top, yeah, and the green yeah, and the pants, green. yeah, the Miami Dolphins, you, and I know the director James Wan. Is that his yep, name? he was saying that people are really complaining about that we're showing too much in this trailer, but he said that it's he is not spoiling anything. That's awesome. Yeah, and and what's continuing to or what I'm continuing to see from these trailers is the scale of yes. what's going on. Crazy. Yeah. What is it? Uh, you know, uh, the other DC movies have been big. But this looks like it's just fucking massive. You know, it looks like there's an actual, you know, civil war going on under the under the surface of the sea. Under the, the sea. Oh lord. Yeah. Kiss the girl. Oh god. Do you think that's gonna pop out? I hope not. <laughs> you, what are you gonna see? Ariel swimming by. Yeah. Can you imagine? Just a little Easter egg. Sebastian goes. Kiss the girl. Disney would be like, "What the fuck you just say?" That's true. Disney what was that? Yeah. True. It's yeah. only a matter of time before they buy the shit out of Warner <laughs> <laughs> It's all synergy. Uh, what what I like about this is the Amber Heard com, com uh, what is it the comic book accuracy of the costumes, mm-hmm. especially uh, Black Manta. Black Manta looks to make it more militaristic. Yep, uh, the jetpack kind of thing. It cool. Orm looks like a. It looks badass. That's Ocean Master. And that's how he looks. Uh, the color schemes are a little off. And you know what? I know people are going to go, well, if you're going to go comic accurate, Aquaman doesn't look like Jason Momoa, but who better right now? Yeah, Disney really? Come on, yeah, you, you could all so take whatever perfect. that thought is and go somewhere with that. Cause Where do you want them to go? Anywhere, but here. Mm. Very good. Well played. Now we have a uh, segment, a new segment called On the Throne with King Tom. And he's sent us his first segment. Hmm. Shmuel. <laughs> Gentlemen, the king. Hey there, Sith listers and Sith listeners. It's King Tom. I've been taking a bit of a trip down memory lane lately, thinking back to the early and mid-90s. Back when I, growing up, I'd get my allowance every week, and I'd head on down to Jim Hanley's Universe in Staten Island, New York. And I'd spend my money on whatever comic books looked good that I could afford. In summer of 1991, right around the time that X-Men 1, the biggest selling comic book of all time, was published, another publication hit the comic book stands. It was called Wizard Magazine. And as far as I could tell, it was the first magazine devoted solely to comic books and comic book culture. And back in the day, it was a great read because it had insider information. It had interviews with creators. It had previews of what was going to happen in the coming months. And I, you know, I read this from the beginning and as 
the magazine grew, it would widen its scope into what now we consider geek culture. It dealt with movies and TV shows. And around the time the Star Wars EU restarted with Heir to the Empire, Dark Empire, it had a lot of Star Wars information, too. That's where I first saw a picture and heard read about the rocket-firing Boba Fett prototype toy. And then there was one item about a Star Wars bulletin board on America Online. And I begged my father, who just got a new computer, if I could go online and discuss Star Wars. And that took my life down a whole new rabbit hole. But the reason I've been thinking about Wizard, there's a YouTube channel been launched in the past few weeks by comic book artist Ed Piscor and his uh, f- friend and other artist Jim Rugg. Ed Piscor, I've mentioned him before, he did the indie book um, Hip Hop Family Tree. And currently, he is the writer and artist on X-Men Grand Design, which is a great retelling of the X-Men's history. They only have one official episode out so far in this channel. It's called Cartoonist Kayfabe on YouTube. And Their intent is to take every issue of Wizard, and they started with issue one, and they go page by page giving commentary. And I'm sure to some it seems like a waste of time, and to others a huge waste of time. But to me, it's fascinating. If you have any time at all, and I realize not everyone has the time or ability to add another podcast into their rotation, but if you're interested in this sort of thing, I I highly recommend you check it out. And I kind of wanted to ask a question to my Sith List friends. non Star Wars doesn't count here, but is there anything that if someone were to start a podcast or YouTube channel and to go in depth in this level of detail, you know, whether it's a TV guide issues or an, a musician's discography or episodes of a TV show, if someone were to analyze it and launch something, would you become a follower of and what, what would that thing be? And like I said, I know, you know, we're all Star Wars fans here, so Star Wars doesn't count. Just curious, so, you know, what gets you guys? thinking anyway thanks for listening and uh, thanks for giving me a little bit of time here and i'll talk to you guys later wow for it comes in his first segment and just drops the throne down that's right just drops the gauntlet yeah well but we know why he's on the throne now we know why he runs his podcast yes and all podcasts thank you king tom that was a great first on the throne with king tom so who wants to jump on this first i'm gonna throw it to mr gonzalez because he is a big uh, reader of Wizard. Yes, yes, I was. Roger knows you that. still are. I see it all over your desk at work. Yeah, I have tons of those uh, magazines. Um, first of all, Wizard, for those of you, it, back then, it helped a lot for people who fell behind. Like, if you, the way comics are now, if you fall behind, you can just get Marvel Unlimited, Comixology, you know, the DC services, and, you know, find your way through things. But Wizard, like uh, King Tom mentioned, it started off with just comics. It would preview comics coming up, but it also had price guides. It started doing the multiple, they started covering the full geek culture, but it also would do, you know, these lists. And one list that I love that, one issue that I love that totally helps me out still is uh, they had a list of the top 50 comic book trades you should read before you die. It was like oh, a, a that's bucket really list cool. thing. And that's it awesome. opened up my eyes to so many different uh, trade paperbacks, which one of my favorite stories, I think I ended up recommending it to a couple of friends of mine. And I think even a Raj read this one. I think I handed him a, a copy for a while. It was a, a novel, a trade paperback called Kingdom Come. And the only reason that I really got into it is because what they did in Wizard was they showed uh, a panel. And the panel was Superman is older, 
He's doing his best to save the world. The world is falling apart. This whole time, Lex Luthor has had a secret weapon. And that secret weapon finally shows up and is standing over Superman about 20 years younger and ready to whoop his ass. And it's Shazam. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, dude, there's actually someone who can hang with Superman. And I'm like, I got to read this this trade paperback. And it was actually one of the coolest things I've ever read. Uh, great art by Alex Ross there. Um, but to answer your question, King Tom, I would love if I could find a podcast that would talk about hip hop rap battle. Oh, that's a good one. Maybe we should start it. That that's is one cool. of my favorite music things in all of music is every time I listen to hip hop and I try to listen. Yes, I'm going to hear, you know, mumble rappers don't be talking about anything. It's true. But <laughs> usually if you listen to a lot of lyrics, you'll hear, especially if you know there is beef. And in some cases, yes, Tupac came straight out and was like, fuck Notorious B.I.G. I ain't Suck got it. no motherfucker. So I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. But, you know, Notorious B.I.G. was more like, well, who shot y'all? Separate the weak from the opposite. Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. You'll never know who, who shot you. When you start hearing and breaking down lyrics and sometimes when you know the pieces and you can go into detail, you'll go, oh, my God, this is. You know, and I think I've talked to a Raj about it a lot. Like, there's times I go, oh, yeah, and that song he's talking, this rapper's talking about so-and-so. And they go, how do you know? And I'm all, because listen to what he says. And that is like, as long as it doesn't get crazy out of hand, hip-hop rap battles are probably the coolest thing I've ever What's your ever favorite hip-hop rap battle? I have one that you're not going to, you're going to laugh when I say it. <laughs> well, mine actually, <laughs> it's, it's not so much out of left field but for me it's completely out of left field and that was uh eminem versus everlast yeah you keep saying that i, I want to hear that and i haven't heard those. because eminem he ended up releasing like three or four songs against everlast on, that's why i fucked your mother you fat motherfucker Then Everlast just dropped one. I'd like to dedicate this record right here to Mr. Marshall Mathers' mother. Yeah, here's one from your moms. Here come the mighty, one they call Whitey. All you sons of Whitey are all dick writers. So won't that bitch Slim Shady please act up? Get smacked up, get your eyes blacked up With your candy-ass name, you're a candy-ass rapper I'll smack you up, shut you off like the clapper When he dropped that one, it was like, oh shit, this is this is House of Pain Everlast Like, uh, you, you might want to take a step back, Marshall Yeah, for me, that one, you're like, who okay up, Who ended up winning that battle? Um, Well, that's for other people to say Obviously, people will say Eminem smashed everybody he's ever battled Because he came up as a battle rapper yeah. Like that was his way to make it into the so he had to you know as a white rapper in hip hop olympics or at battlegrounds or something like that which you know the movie 8 Mile is supposed to yeah showcase it's, supposed to portray it's that. tough to be you know sure. a white rapper going up in there trying to battle your way out of stuff so he kind of he pretty much did win a lot of his battles but that's number 1 and then uh the second one would be Ice Cube versus Common Oh, and, and, and common yes. Yes, yes, destroyed. A bitch nigga with an attitude named Q. Trying to step to the con with a few. 
What the fuck I look like just in a whole coast? You ain't made shit dope since America's most wanted to cease from the Midwest to the East on the dick of the East for your first release. Your lease is up at the crib. Nice. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say Drake versus Common. Well, Common, common, common murdered common him, murdered too, him so, too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, My favorite one, I was a little wee lad, and I remember this. And you're going to laugh. It was, <laughs> there was, the cover was this rapper, and the back was a, was a Jeep, and on, underneath the tire of the Jeep. Oh, cool dude. LL Cool J. That was actually real rap beef. No, I know. That was real hip hop beef. On the cover was his hat under the tire. That's right. They fought. Like, they got into a big old fist fight. Yeah. How you think I feel to see another MC get paid? Using my rap style, and I'm playing the background. Meanwhile, I ain't with that. You can't forget that. You take my style. I'm taking it back, coming back, like Return of the Jedi. Sucker MCs in the place that said I could only rock rhyme and only rock crowds, but never rock records. How you like me now? Yeah, yeah. That, when I was a kid, that was the big one. I used to uh, I used to love listening to each, each one of those guys go after each other. So LL Cool J versus... Cool Modi. How you like me now? I'm getting busier. I'm double platinum. I'm watching you get dizzier. The East Coast New York family will know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. No, they know. Yeah, for sure. Because that yeah. was... But yeah, that would be a podcast I would totally That's really cool. That's a great into. idea for a podcast. Boo, how about you? So, I've always... Uh, well, uh, being a Hulk fan, there's always been a kind of... I thought you were a Spider-Man fan because oh, if God, you look no. at the cover no. of the new holiday special, yeah. you're Spider-Man. I, would, I was forced to be Spider-Man. Un, unbeknownst to my knowledge, I was forced to be Spider-Man, and hey, yeah, you should be proud. N- no, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be part of the holiday special, but not proud to be Spider-Man. No. So being a Hulk fan, there's always been the idea that he's just you know the mild-mannered genius who gets pushed around and stuff like that. There have been other writers who have delved into. More of what makes Bruce Banner Bruce Banner, why he's why the alter persona of the Hulk is inside of him, where his father was an abusive man, stuff like that. So, you know, he swallowed a lot of his anger and stuff like that. And once he actually had the ability to express it, it actually manifested itself into the green monster that, you know, he he is. I would love a podcast where they break down psychologically a lot of comic book characters' reasons. Oh. Kind of why Magneto feels the way he does. You know, you see it, but actually a clinical answer to what he what he's feeling. How, you know, how President Professor Xavier, how he keeps the idea that we can coexist, although he finds, you know, every day a reason why he's wrong. So and heroes it, and villains. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because each one has their own motive. The psychology of so the yes. Joker could be one. And that's oh, absolutely. going to be a lot easier to figure out what's in his head with this movie. There you go. See, yeah. you're gonna love this movie. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, you know, you know, certain things like that. You know, there there are certain characters like Sabretooth. He's just he's just fucking a monster. You know, just right. an animal, that kind of thing. You can't really break that down too much. But there are several other characters who their their reasons and for, and how their drive and all their other things like that can be broken down clinically, which I would love to. See, not not just because oh I'm a hero. No, 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 no. Or you know, like a like Captain America being portrayed in the MCU, he has clear PTSD issues. Oh yeah, he has clear yes. issues of not being awake. Like you see him, I think it was the end of Age of Ultron. He's on the Avengers military base or something like that, and he's like, "I'm home. He can't be anywhere else." I would love for somebody to dive into why those reasons are and things like that. Why he can't get an apartment in Brooklyn because he doesn't want one. 
he wants to be in a military, but he needs a, a, a war to fight. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. You'll break down the Punisher psychologically, stuff like that. I would love something like that to, you know, just give like a real world answer to some of these comic book characters, you know, drives and reasons for them being and being who they are. That's a great idea. I think, and I mean, there are podcasts like this out there, but I think something that's about audio production oh. and uh, the challenges of it, new ideas and interesting takes, but also a cool podcast would be one that breaks down the episodes of Parks and Recreation. There's got to be one. There's got to oh, be one. Oh, I imagine there is. I'm sure. I just, I've. I've forced myself to not look because I can't get sucked in, man. <laughs> yeah, that would. <laughs> I can see Struthers. <laughs> That's cool a good podcast cube. Just that podcast, dude. We love that show. As a matter of fact, on the Bad Motivators this week, I played a recording of my little girl singing the Five Thousand Candles in the Wind," which is the "Bye Bye Little Sebastian" song that uh, Andy Dwyer, played by Chris Pratt, sings. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know I was recording it. And dude, it is so adorable. But we love Parks and Rec. I, I feel the same way about The Office. Me and Lorena watch The Office every single night. Uh, we've been we've been on a Mad Men kick. We've been watching Mad Men every single night for the last two months. But before that, it was The Office. People love you that know, show. Uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Oh, it's yeah. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Parks and Rec is fantastic. They're both great shows, man. But I gotta say, once. When the office, when we like went through it a couple times, it's, it's like we got to find something. And somebody recommended Parks and Rec, and it took a first the first few episodes. I'm like, I don't know if I dig this or not. And now it's, dude, it I'll never look back. It's better than the office was. That's, wow, wow, that's amazing. and that's a tall order. It is a tall order. I have two that I would like to. One's going to be obscure. It's going to be weird, and it's going to be about something that people are going to ask me. It's about sports. When I was a kid, I used to watch every week. I'd be so excited. I think it was on Saturday morning. I think it might have been a Sunday morning to watch This Week in Baseball. And it was it was Saturday morning. Yeah, thank you, Les. It was Saturday morning. It's called <clears throat> This Week in Baseball. Mel Allen would uh, would uh, be the narrator and host. And it would just talk about baseball players and that actual week. And you watch the great plays. This is before the internet and all that stuff. So you didn't have the opportunity to check out every single highlight to every single game. And that was really cool. And they talk about the history of baseball. I like to see a podcast break down each episode. That'd be kind of cool. And go back and see and hear about what the prospects were back then. And if they ever panned out or, you know, just stuff like that. That's one of them. Another one would be kind of like, I'm sure this is out there, kind of like what strumming with Struthers is for us, but a breakdown of big bands. Yeah, historic bands. I'm, there's, there's got to be gotta one. Be. I don't know of any. I, I think uh, <clears throat> there is one. There is. I'm sure there. It's is called one. Disgraceland. Disgraceland. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I think the premise is it talks about some of the rise and fall of the great bands. That's great, but are they musicians? Maybe because I, I, I want to. I don't, get that part. Of I don't it? know if it's musicians that are the hosts, but it, it kind of would fall on that, that where you know cool. we talk about, you know, it talks about the Who and how great they were, and then right. you know incidents that led to them, you know, like. Behind like some real deep stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Here and there, so the dying, yeah. But I want to hear the perspective. Like I know a lot of history of bands, Mm -hmm. but I can't talk about the things that Eric can talk about. About ah, that's right. The musical aspect as well. So I would like something that has the musical aspect of a musician and the history of the band and how important a band like Pink Floyd or uh, is uh, to what's going on today. 
uh, or Zeppelin. And then a guy like Eric comes in and says, well, not just historically, this is how Jimmy Page pretty much changed music. Mm-hmm. Or Robert Plant changed, you know, the way people sing. So that's what I, w- I would love to see that or hear that. That would be amazing, and I'm sure it's out there. And if there, if it is out there, people, let us uh, let us know. But if any of these podcasts are out there, let us know. We'd love to love to hear them. Yeah, pot it forward. Because we are too lazy to look ourselves, people. <laughs> that's right. The last thing I have time for is typing something in a search box. God. Yeah. Who do you think we are? I got to go edit after this. You know what I'm doing on my Thanksgiving? I'm editing. That's what I'm doing. And you're thankful to do it. I am thankful. I am. <laughs> and people will be it. thankful that you did it. Oh, That's thanks, right. Guys. I am. Um, before we head out, I would like to, again, remind people to please go to makeusowers.net and check out the information on the Kessel Toy Run 2 and donate to that great cause. It's very important. It's a great cause. We'll be talking about The Walking Dead soon, too, by the way, again. I'm going to wait for another couple episodes. It's pretty good. It was really good. I'm up to date. Eric, going back to you, Eric, where can people find you on Twitter, and where can people listen to your great podcast? On Twitter, check... uh, God damn it. On Twitter, (laughs) I am at Eric Strathers. I was (laughs) trying to put it in the other order first. Well, here's where you can listen to my podcast. (laughs) At Eric Strathers? Yeah, at Eric Strathers on Twitter. That's where you can hear it, and you can... Follow me on Twitter at the Bad Motivators Podcast on iTunes. Yes, see, that's backwards. Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. We've we're dropping some pretty dope episodes, man, and we break down the Darth Vader comics, Star Wars Resistance, the whole bit. And uh it's a funny slam because we're all three parents of children of varying ages, so it's <laughs> you get to you get to look at it through the lens of people who are trying to cope with kids who you want them to love star wars as much as you and that whole and you don't want them stealing your star wars toys but <laughs> that's awesome yeah and hey so through the middle of december so if you buy my rogue one a star wars podcast for winners ep of bumper and theme music on Bandcamp at ericstrathers.bandcamp.com you will not only get a code for a free download of my Subliminal Intent EP, which is a dope-ass combination of classical meets intelligent rock music. You'll also know that all of the proceeds are going to go towards buying toys for the Kessel Toy Run. So get some kick-ass rock music and help buy some kids some toys. Hell yes. And also you're doing uh, Struthers Wars, correct? Yeah, man, I just turned in a new episode of Strathers Wars to Steel that will hopefully be up on the Steel Wars podcast feed in a week or so. You're the busiest man in show business. It is a busy time, but hey, you got to do you got to do what the people want, man. That's right. <laughs> Les, where can people find you on Twitter? Real easy. At Les is more seventy eight. Oh, that is easy. Carlo, I can't. This has been a really rough episode for me. Boo, where can people find you? At the Sith List, Boo. And you can find me at the Sith List. And check us out, like I said, on the SithList.net and all the other stuff. Thank you again for listening to episode number 120. We are very thankful that you guys tune in week in and week out. Hope everybody's having a great Thanksgiving. And we will see you next week on episode number 121 of the Sith List. I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon your head 